It is so very easy to be consumed by the gloom and doom of life with a covert narcissist. It feels dark, overwhelming, hopeless. However, there is absolutely life outside of narcissism. You know, several of my latest episodes, they've been focused, you know, a little bit more on the darkness around covert narcissism. And I had someone recently point this out to me. And, and it motivated me to create an episode with words of encouragement and hope. You know, her, her comments to me were, you know, if it's just gloom and doom all the time, and we already know that that's the case with covert narcissism, how about some words of encouragement? And I do have some episodes, you know, that, that have that, but I thought, what a great time of the year to really focus on some words of, of hope and encouragement. So I want to thank that individual for reaching out to me. I love to hear from you, and I take everything you guys say, I take it to heart. So please share your feedback with me. You know, this is your podcast, not mine. Welcome to the Covert Narcissism Podcast. I'm your host, Renee Swanson. I'm Renee Swanson, your host of the Covert Narcissism Podcast, and I'm super excited to let you know that I've now opened the registration for my next six-week group coaching program. Of all the things that I offer, this is by far the most powerful. I hear from our members all the time that these groups are life-changing and empowering. To sign up for your spot in the new sessions, they begin in the middle of January, visit www.covertnarcissism.com. These groups will fill up, so do not delay. And if you ever have any questions or concerns about it, please reach out to me. My email address is Renee, R-E-N-E-E, at cnglifecoaching.com. Those three letters, C-N-G, Covert Narcissism Group. You can also reach me through Facebook, and I look forward to hearing from you, so please don't hesitate. Now let's talk about these holidays that are right here in front of us. The holiday season, you know, it brings out the child in all of us. For many, that's great. That childlike mindset of hope and expectations, the eagerness for happiness and peace, songs about peacefulness and love, the expectation of laughing and smiling and just feeling content, all the good food that's about to come and the time with, with family and friends, the escape of a few days with no responsibilities, time to rest and simply enjoy each other. Maybe even a little snow to really bring out the child in us. For a covert narcissist, bringing that child out is not quite the pleasant experience that some of us, you know, do bring out. The child can be quite different. It's not really childlike, but rather childish. Look at me and how great I am. What about me? When the conversation wanders or the spotlight shifts around, they kind of just have to jump back in it. Snide remarks and sarcastic stabs when they don't get their way. And then they try to play this off, you know, as, well, I was only joking. They're just, they're unwilling to share you with the festivities of the holidays. And so they just try to consume you and their true colors just come roaring out. The holiday season can certainly bring out the worst in a covert narcissist, but it's time to take back your holiday joy. Do not let them steal your joy anymore. And today I'm going to give you three tactics for how to do this. Narcissists have a really tough time enjoying the happiness of others. The big events in the lives of the other people, they just don't set well with them. 
And so many victims of covert narcissistic abuse have horrible memories around birthdays, graduations, holiday seasons, and so on. They don't like it when the attention is not on them. And they don't work together, you know, as a team or a family unit. They have to be the one that shines, the single one that shines. They have to look better than you. And they often cause a whole lot more drama during the holidays than any of us want. At best, they check out and just disengage. But at worst, they throw temper tantrums and rage. A few weeks ago, before Thanksgiving, I did an episode called Surviving the Holidays with a Covert Narcissist. In this episode, it was focused more on identifying these behaviors that I'm kind of talking about here. So if you missed that, go back and listen to it. But I never really dove into how to protect your holiday joy, and that's what I want to do today. I want to give you three specific things that you can do to prevent that covert narcissist in your life from stealing your holiday joy this year. Those three things are change your expectations, observe, don't absorb, and invest in self-care. Number one, change your expectations. You know, how long does this person in your life have to treat you with disrespect before you finally just begin to expect that? How many times does it take to convince you that this is what's coming and you can quit expecting good behavior? I know it took a long time for me, but when we start changing our expectations of them, so many things inside of us change. I'm sure by now that you've heard of projection. This is when you expect other people to behave the way that you do. You expect this person in your life to treat you with respect and compassion because that's what you do. They expect you to be manipulative and untruthful because that is what they do. I recently heard a definition of projection that I really liked. Projection is expecting the other person to do what you would do if you were in their shoes. It's got nothing to do with the pattern of behavior that they've shown you for the last 10 years or more. Forget that every year at Christmas time, they've never helped you set up the Christmas tree. You continue to expect that they will. Not because you see potential in them, but because this is what you would do in their situation. Well, guess what? They don't think like you, and you don't think like them. So quit trying. I have so many victims of covert narcissistic abuse tell me, I just want to understand them and why they do what they do. You can't. Why? Because you can't possibly think like them. A compassionate, reasonable, self-reflecting person cannot magically think like a self-centered, childish, hypersensitive covert narcissist. You just can't do it. So change your expectations of them. They've shown you enough times that they're not going to treat you with respect and with common decency. They're not going to be reasonable and understanding. They have shown you that over and over. So just expect it. Every time you expect them to treat you in a good and decent way, you continue to take another stab to the heart. But if you expect the bad behavior, then you're not surprised anymore. It just doesn't hurt the same. When you change your expectations of them, it's so much easier now to let things roll off your back. You're not approving of their behavior. Let me make that really clear. But rather, you are accepting that this is who they are. It's theirs to own, not yours. Now you are armed to deflect that verbal or emotional attack and, and simply continue on with your life. 
You are separating your heart from their cold and mean behavior. So change your expectations of them. This will give you room back in your heart and in your mind to invest in your own self-care, which is where we're going here in a minute. Hey guys, sorry to interrupt myself here, but I need to let you know something. I see these comments on social media and in the reviews on the podcast. You know, I know it's tough to talk about some of these issues publicly. Like out there, some of these comments that maybe we could dive into it a little deeper. And so I want you to know that I am offering individual sessions right now on a special rate through this holiday season. Through the end of this month, the month of December, those rates are only $99 for an hour. I would love to meet with you and just to really get into the nitty gritty of your situation. We'll sit face to face on Zoom and we'll spend that time together. You can find those at cnglifecoaching.com. The letters are CNG, like Covert Narcissism Group. And if you don't want to explain to anyone out there what CNG stands for, it also stands for community and grace, something we need so badly in this world. I hope to see you soon. And now, back to the podcast. Number two, observe, don't absorb. Don't allow yourself to get sucked into their negative vacuum. They really cannot control your thoughts or your emotions. I know it feels like they can, but they really cannot. They try, but they actually can't. Emotions, there are reactions to the thoughts that you are having. That's what emotions are. And you are in control of your thoughts. Therefore, you are in control of your emotions. So if you've changed your expectations, you are controlling your thinking patterns. And that will affect how your emotions play out in you. If you expect good behavior from them and then you don't get it, but rather you get actually just the opposite, then you're going to experience a negative emotional reaction to this because of your expectations. Your thoughts are, well, they should be helping more, or they should have gotten me a better gift, or they should be more grateful for what the kids got them, and so on. These thoughts cause an emotional reaction in you. You experience disappointment, frustration, sadness, stress. But if your thoughts are, I knew this, you know, I knew this would happen. I knew that this is what we, he's done this before over and over. And, and they never help out. I knew they wouldn't help this year. They never do. Or, you know, this gift is very fitting with the pattern. They have no ability to give a thoughtful gift. And you just are watching this. You're observing this. No wonder the kids feel like they don't matter in his world. This is what's being communicated right now. Observe these things without the emotional attachment. These thoughts validate you. Now you receive verification for why you've been so confused, why you've been hurting, why your stress level's up, why your kids don't want to spend time with that parent. Your emotional response will be more positive because it frees you from the emotional anguish that you've been living. So changing your thoughts, that goes hand in hand with taking control of your emotions. Covert narcissists know how to set us off. They know what's going to really get under your skin. They know what to attack that's going to get you defensive and reactive. But in reality, like I said, they cannot control your emotions. Observe like you're a neutral third party. Don't engage with them. When their narcissistic behavior shows its ugly head, and it will, identify it for what it is and be proud of yourself for the knowledge that you've been gaining. Mentally reward yourself for this new skill of identifying manipulative behavior. When you catch yourself not reacting to them, have a small reward ready for you. You know, a little stash of chocolates. Eat one every time you don't react. Give yourself that reward. 
you almost can kind of make it like a game, you know? Oh, wow. There it was. There was that, you know, that, that trigger that he's trying to get under my skin and I didn't react, but I see it. And go eat a piece of chocolate or go visit a pleasant memory that you can bring up each time, like a little miniature vacation. I'll give you an example, really, uh, of how this could play out. If you pride yourself in being a really good cook on the holidays. Now, this is a very hypothetical situation because I am not that. But if you pride yourself in being a really good cook on the holidays, then it's very likely this is one thing that they would target. You make this cake and it's this beautiful cake and a really great cake for the holidays and your family's there, your friends are there, and their comment, wow, you know, I'm really so sorry that your cake turned out like it did. I know, you know, everyone was just being nice, but I'm here for you because they're just such a great person. Your cake was amazing and everyone loved it. Don't accept this emotional strike. Play the role of observer. This is belittling. And you might say to yourself, you know, or you might say to them, well, I'm sorry you didn't like it, but you don't have to have any of it and let it go. You've watched, you've observed, you've called it for what it is, but you don't have to take it on to yourself. Then you can be happy for seeing it, naming it, not reacting it, and you can enjoy an extra piece of cake. Reward yourself. Call it what it is, but do that inside you. Don't call it to them. This healing is for you. You can even play out some role-playing in your head. When they're making their mean comments or huffing around the house, well, in your mind, you go, oh, it's like the big mean wolf. The big bad wolf is huffing around in my house. That big bad wolf has to take care of little old me who can't ever get anything right. So you'll huff and you'll puff and you'll blow the house down. Make it a game. Make it a character in your head. And then identify it. That's what we call belittling. Let's see how this big old wolf would do baking a cake. Hmm, now there's a funny thought. What kind of cake would that be? In my situation, store-bought was the only thing I could think of. And then you might even go, you know what? Wait, you're not the mean, the big mean wolf. No, you're the puffed-up doofus who thinks he can do everything better than everyone else in this household. Or everyone else, for that matter, in the world. I certainly know what I'm doing as a cook. My point is, well, I don't. Okay, again, hypothetical. My point is, though, stand in your own truth. You know who you are as a cook. Stand in that internally, rock solid. Who cares what he says? Do you really value their opinion over your own? Over your own? Did you really expect any differently from them? If your mind begins to jump on board with their words, everyone was just being nice, and you start to question yourself, did they really think that about my cake? Stop. Gently tell your mind, I know that my cake is amazing. And if someone didn't like it, it's okay. That's their personal preference, not a reflection of my cooking. And if that covert narcissist didn't like it, huh, great. There's simply more for you. Go back to observing their behaviors. Don't take them on as your own. Observing can actually be quite fun sometimes. When my youngest son was 15, we had gone to my father-in-law's home for Thanksgiving. And so those that were present with me were my boys. Myself, of course, my husband, the covert narcissist in my life, his father, which is the overt narcissist in our life, and his father's third or fourth wife. I actually don't even know what number we were on at that point. 
My son really did not want to be there for Thanksgiving. He had expressed this to me numerous times in the days before we left. I assured him that it would be fine, but he had told me so many times about the behaviors that he didn't like uh, of his father and his grandfather. He, he called it for what it was many, many times. He felt completely unheard by both his dad and his grandpa. He just didn't matter in their world, and he didn't want to be there for Thanksgiving. But here we were. We were at Grandpa's house on Thanksgiving. So he and I, my son and I, are in the kitchen, and we're just kind of looking at the environment in front of us. We had offered to help, but we were told by Grandma, no, just sit down and relax. So we did. We're sitting at the bar watching my husband, who's carving the turkey. He always prided himself on how great of a turkey he could do each year. And don't get me wrong, he really made some fabulous turkeys. But even though that was the only meal of the entire year that he cooked, he declared himself a great cook because of the turkey. And, and we're watching him. He's carving the turkey. We're watching Grandpa, who I think was working on potatoes and deviled eggs, and Grandma, who was doing absolutely everything else. And I had told my son, hey, just watch. Sit here and watch. Watch their interactions. Observe it. And tell me what you see. Well, here's Dad. Dad bragging about how great the turkey looked, smelled, tasted, and, and he snuck in a bite. Here's Grandpa getting upset that the mixer wasn't working right for the mashed potatoes. Grandma's bouncing around trying to acknowledge everything both of them were saying. All of them are talking at the same time, and nobody's hearing a word anybody's saying. You know, there's, there's, um, there, there's Dad saying, oh, your that turkey just, that's amazing, and it's so, it smells so good. Can't you smell this? And Grandma going, oh, you're right. That turkey smells amazing. And then she's going, Grandpa, let me fix the mixer, and, and you can work on the eggs. Grab a knife. It's in the kitchen sink. Grandpa says, well, where's the blankety-blank knife? It's supposed to be in the drawer. Grandma says, it's in the sink. Dad says, there's knives over here. What do you need a knife? Grandma goes, it's in the sink. Grandpa says, well, how am I supposed to do, do the eggs without a knife? Grandma says, it's in the sink. You know, do you see a pattern here? Dad's still going, hey, use the carving knife. Here, try a bite of this turkey. Grandma's going, it's in the sink. All right, nobody's listening. They're all not listening to each other, and they're all talking at the same time, no one hearing a word. And there my son and I sit. He finally leans over to me and goes, Mom, this is better than TV. He said, this is hysterical. He and I sat there. We're having a conversation out loud about the dynamics we're watching. None of the three of them heard a word we said. They're not even hearing each other. And yet somehow, miraculously, Thanksgiving dinner still got done. But the narcissistic traits continued throughout the rest of the day. But my son finally started taking on the role of observing. We just watched. This was better than a TV comedy. Instead of my son being upset the whole day, he laughed. He was smiling. They had no idea what he was smiling about, but I knew. Like I said, this was better than TV and a Thanksgiving that I will never forget. Number three, invest in self-care. Meditate, get extra sleep, eat some of your favorite foods, work out, find a new hobby, connect with people in your life, enjoy some extra time with family and friends. The covert narcissist will almost certainly try to guilt you back into giving them all of your attention. Simply say, I'm not going to do that, and focus on enjoying your life. You do not owe them an explanation for the things in your life that bring happiness. You do not have to defend your right to live the life that God gave you. Imagine how the holidays would be if this person was not in control of your emotional environment. 
kind of picture like you've got a remote control. You know how when you're sitting around watching TV and you've got a remote control and one person has to be in control of that remote because it's one remote. And so you've got you got to kind of pick who's going to who's going to run the remote. Somebody and and whoever it is, they're going to control the volume, the channel, they might surf during commercials, they might even forget to come back to the show you're watching in the first place, but they're in control of that remote. Now imagine that there's a remote control for your emotions. For years that covert narcissist in your life has been in charge of that remote control. When they don't help with the Christmas decorations, they've pushed the right button for you to be frustrated and upset. When they make a devaluing comment about your cake, they've pushed the right button for you to doubt yourself as a cook during one of your favorite times of the year to cook. Now imagine yourself walking straight over to them and taking the remote control right out of their hand. Stick it in your own pocket. Your emotions are within your control. They no longer have that power over you. Go do the things that you want to do during this holiday time. Decorate, cook, buy special gifts, connect with family and friends, enjoy a drink with someone you haven't seen in a long time. If that covert narcissist is in the room with you while you're enjoying some holiday spirit, imagine that they are a statue in the corner. And now you're free to just be you. I know firsthand that this is not easy, but you are allowed to be you. How strange it is that we've actually, we actually have to learn this. We actually have to work at it. You are allowed to be you. So visualize that they've been turned into stone by Medusa and go about your holiday plans. Simply say to yourself, I do not need to defend my right to be me, to live my life, to enjoy the people and things that bring me happiness. I hope this helps you on your journey, and I wish you a very peaceful and happy holiday season. You have been listening to the Covert Narcissism Podcast with your host, Renee Swanson. Be sure to check out our website at www.covertnarcissism.com. There you will find many resources just for you to help you on this journey. You can also reach out to me by email at Renee, R-E-N-E-E, at cnglifecoaching.com. Those letters are CNG as in Covert Narcissism Group. I do look forward to hearing from you. I wish you so much peace on your journey of healing.